ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell Coast to Coast in the biggest way possible right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty, the encyclopedia of college football. Go for the two. Joe Lisi joins me momentarily as well. A lot going on today. Of course, plenty of football talk. We let Joe have the floor with all his college football picks on Wednesdays. We have a full slate of NBA tonight. We've got some hockey games, lots of college hoops. A lot to do here on a C2C on a Wednesday. We kick things off as always. It's the birthday roll call. A little bit better today in terms of the names. Giancarlo Stanton, 34. Retired Giancarlo. Yasmani Grandal, 35. Sam Bradford, blue collar. Joe's guy, Oklahoma, 36. Maurice Evans, 45. Nick Punto, 46. Edgardo Alfonso, 50. Who else we got? Quadri Ishmael. The Missile, 53 years old today. Jose Offerman, 55. Mike Hildebrand, 58. Chuck Cecil, 59. Paul Butcher, 60. Ed Cranepool, 79 years old today. Happy birthday to you. All right, we'll start things off hour number one. We, of course, have lots of NFL. Week 10 kicks off tomorrow night in Chicago. The Bears and the Panthers. We will hear from Frank Reich uh, as his Panthers are looking for their second win of the season. Things got a little bit easier for them today. Once again, the Bears will be without Justin Fields. Doubtful for tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be Tyson Badgett. One more time around, uh, the kid, we'll see if he can make things happen for them. We'll hear from Mike Tomlin on the Steelers talking about touchdown Kenny. Robert Sala isn't changing quarterbacks, although if you saw any of Sala around the New York media on Tuesday, he actually looks like he wants to change quarterbacks. That's what Robert Sala looks like last night. He looks like he actually wants to, and it's almost like something's holding him back from changing uh, but it'll still be Zach Wilson for the Jets they are in Vegas on Sunday night uh, we also will hear from Mike Vrabel he's going to go with Will Levis full-time starter there uh, Arthur Smith says the Falcons won't play musical chairs at quarterback well isn't that great for Arthur doesn't want to play musical chairs at quarterback but he can play musical chairs at running back uh, and not use the Ferrari that he drafted. B. John Robinson, nice job. Tommy DeVito will start for the Giants on Sunday. Uh, Cowboys and Giants, biggest spread of the NFL season so far. 
16 and a half uh, if it closes at that. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates. Frel Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty. Joe Lisi joins me momentarily. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Byline, and the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in sunny Southern California. It's great to have everybody with us today. So lots of NFL in hour one. J.C. Jackson not going with the Patriots to Germany. Uh, that trade is not worked out for them so far we'll get some numbers on that game colts and the patriots early sunday 9 30 a.m east kick for them we've got some defensive player of the year odds mvp odds Bengals super bowl odds uh and all the ats stuff that we did not get to yesterday we will absolutely get to it today the best and the worst uh betting update so far in the nfl all right hour number two it's wednesday and yes, there is still a golf tournament this weekend in the PGA. Cam Stewart, the Prime Minister, will be with us. The Butterfield Bermuda Championship. That's right. Uh, they're going to be out at Bermuda. They tee off about 5 a.m. East tomorrow morning. As always, me and Cam have the outrights, the top 10s and 20s, the first-round leader bombs. I'll say this about the golf this week. You got to be a diehard like me and Cam, to be digging for gold at the Bermuda Championship. Uh, it is quite the field uh, that's going to be out there. So we'll get into those numbers. We have Davis Maddock, as always, with the lion's share in our number two, as Davis has some college football for us tonight, some NBA for us tonight. We will dive into all of it. Tons of college for Joe on a Wednesday. We have Mac games tonight including Akron and Miami of Ohio, Bowling Green and Kent State, Eastern Michigan visits Toledo. We'll go through the games for Thursday and Friday night, including a really good one Friday night in the Mountain West. Wyoming visiting UNLV. UNLV, uh, the best team in the country this year against the number. Uh, but a little bit of a different situation for them here this week. Laying points at home against a pretty good team in Craig Bowles, Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, should be a fun one. And then we go through the big Saturday slate. James Franklin talking about the Michigan-Penn State game. We'll hear from Harbaugh as well. Of course, lots of attention on the sign-stealing situation. I'm still trying. Every day I told Joe this. I can't figure it out every day. Every day I just got to ask Joe, what are the nuggets today? Now I'm seeing, uh, I guess, Michigan now is trying to say that the other teams are doing it too. Uh, and that makes it okay. Uh, Ruck, uh, who was it? Rutgers, Purdue, Ohio State, they're all involved uh, with stealing signs. This is going to get messier and messier as we continue to go through. So we will talk about the big games on Saturday. We will hear from Mario Cristobal. Big chest as the Miami Hurricanes and the Florida Seminoles. Can Miami upset the apple cart for Florida State in trying to make the college football playoff. Lane Kiffin says that Ole Miss is playing with house money this week against Georgia. No, you're not. Go in the game, Lane. Lane train in Athens. Let's go, baby. Get it done. We'll hear from Nick Saban about the progress of Jalen Milrow so far this year. Lincoln Riley on the tough decision to chop defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. Uh, and they're going to need a big defensive effort as they're going to Oregon to see Bo Nix and the crew late on saturday night i've got a special matt rule cut just for joe today uh and then tons of games this week texas tech and kansas utah and washington tennessee and mizzou oak state now uh with the big 12 title game in the palm of their hands visiting ucf they go to the bounce house can they take care of business Rutgers in iowa that total i saw is that total still 29 and a half for Rutgers in iowa uh this saturday will it cross 30 uh it might 
and Texas and TCU. Texas, of course, needs to win all of their games as well. We have Coach James Young in our number three with a big NBA slate tonight. They were off yesterday. Lots of teams uh, in action tonight. A heavy schedule, including Washington and Charlotte, Utah and Indiana. And Indi these Indiana games, the Pacers, the totals are sky high now, but they're blowing through them every single night. Uh, so we've got to stay with the overs in these Indiana Pacers games. We have Celtic Sixers in Philadelphia. Wembenyama visits the Garden for the first time, Spurs and Knicks. Uh, Lakers are in Houston, of course, already wounded. Golden State is in Denver. Cleveland and OKC, really good slate of NBA. We have a couple of hockey games, too. And if we have time, the baseball GM meetings are going on. And yesterday, we played the cut of Hal Steinbrenner, kind of summing up the Yankee season. A couple hours after that, Brian Cashman decided to hold court with some media uh, outside the hotel. Man, what a 20-minute session that was. You talk about a guy who knows he could say whatever he wants. He actually thinks there's nothing wrong with what the Yankees do. It's really, really amazing, uh, this guy Brian Cashman, on how he feels about his ball club. So we have a loaded show for you today, coast to coast on a Wednesday. Joe joins me next. We've got Cam with the golf, Davis Maddock with the lion's share, Coach Young with the NBA. We might get Gabe involved as well, uh, as we always do on C2C. So we get things rolling on a Wednesday. Pharrell, coast to coast on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. We are back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us. Bet MGM has you set up for tonight's NBA action. That's right. Customers can receive a 25% increased odds boost token to use on an NBA wager, minimum minus 300 odds and a max stake of $25. Sign into your Bet MGM account to get the details. That is right, BetMGM customers with the 25% increased odds boost token for an NBA wager. All right, every Tuesday and Wednesday here on Coast to Coast, you get an extended version of the very popular It'll be very popular today. Uh, Sports Grid radio program that airs at 8 p.m. East every night. That is Carver Elisi with myself and the encyclopedia of college football. Big November for him here as we're coming down the stretch. Go for the two, Joe Lisi. Hi, Joe. Yes, extremely popular and moving up the charts, Carver. Absolutely right. Each and every day. But this is what it's all about. Final stretch run for college football, week number 10 in terms of the NFL. What better than this? And I know we'll sprinkle in some golf and a little NBA and college hoops. I can't wait for that, to, to be honest with you. Big slate last night in the hoops, right? Big slates. Uh, Johnny, Johnny's, Johnny's are back. Uh, they didn't cover, though, right? No Johnny's no, uh, with the 18 and a half. 18 and a half. It was, it was, and I said this to last night on radio, it was uh, pretty cool to see Karnaseka jumping, Rick Pitino on the sidelines, coaching St. John's. Like, it felt like college basketball is going to be back 
in New York uh, this coming season. Now, will they be good enough? They, he scheduled a lot of very tough games, which is what you should do, Joe, and out of conference in November and December. You should be scheduling lots of tough games. Uh, I'm interested to see how they perform against some of these schools they're going to match up with. But uh, seeing Patino coach in St. John's, I think it's pretty cool. No, it's great. New York guy coming back, bringing back the days of Walter Berry and Willie Glass, right, Mark? Mark Jackson, Chris Mullen, that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. But I, I will say this in terms of the schedule, right? If they can knock off some of these top 25 opponents that are on there, those are quad one wins come quad tournament time. So quad, quad one. one, that's a quad, <laughs> yeah, that, that's I know. a quad, right? And we're not talking about A.J. Dillon and his legs. We're talking about marquee at- ball games. <laughs> Look at you, Joe. I mean, we're not even in, you know, college football still going on. And, and for you to throw out something that has to do with the NCAA tournament, quad one wins. Uh, I'm very quad impressed, one. Joe, uh, yeah, here on a Wednesday from that? you. Nice, nice job. Indeed. College basketball. Hey, Who knew? Well, uh, and also the good thing from uh, plenty of good Italian restaurants in the Queens area around the St. John's campus. And, uh, Joe, how'd you do with the Mac last night uh, with those three games? I hit games? both how'd of those totals, them? Carver. I took in-game uh, over 23-and-a-half Ohio and Buffalo, and we took over 56-and-a-half uh, Central Michigan and Western Michigan. We hit them both. That Ohio game opened up, right, after the after Assume, halftime. It was 3 uh, nothing <laughs> and half. They tacked a 23-and-a-half number on. Yeah. They were going up and down the, the field like a pinball machine. It was like Jukebox uh, Hero over there. It was amazing. Jukebox Hero. There you go. All right, we'll do a lot of college football later on. I always take care of Joe on Wednesdays. We have lots of coaches. We got the games tonight. We've got games Thursday and Friday, so we will dive into all of that later on C2C. But let's start, Joe, with the NFL Week 10 Kicks off tomorrow night in Chicago. The Bears and the Panthers. A matchup everybody is dying to sink their teeth into. That's for sure. It just got actually, Joe, maybe not as marquee. Uh, Justin Fields, it looks like, won't be back Uh, for the Bears uh, tomorrow night. He was listed on today's injury report as doubtful. So the kid, uh, Tyson Badgett, uh, is probably going to get involved here. I'll give you the numbers in a moment. First, let's hear from Frank Reich. He could use another win. He only has one so far this year in his first year in Carolina. Of course, Joe, November, night game. We need a weather report. Can we get a weather report uh, from Frank for this Bear uh, Panther game tomorrow night? You know, I just think it's you, – you just don't blink at it. You know, you know it's going to be windy there. Um, oh, and, boy. You know, so you, you adapt. I mean, you know, you maybe – does it change the way you call the game? We're I mean, I, I looked it. at the weather. It's supposed to be pretty decent. <laughs> you know, there will be – winds will be in the teens, you know, so it will be a little bit of a factor, but not a huge factor. Uh, so, uh, to me, once it gets over 20 miles an hour, then, you know, then you oh, got to start yeah, thinking about some things. But I think it should be a pretty nice northeast. evening. Look at that, Joe. This you got guy. a full breakdown from Frank there about the weather for tomorrow night. Now, I that's thought – That's all he knows. Uh, that's all he knows. I thought maybe this would move a little bit. Maybe the line early in the week was thinking Fields was going to play. But, Joe, um, still minus three and a half for the Bears. Now, the total did go down a little bit, down to 38 and a half. I think it was 41 yesterday, Joe, when we talked about this. So down a couple points with Fields now probably out. I said to you, if Badgen's playing, it's probably a dead under. Are you still going to go with me on that? 
No, I'm going over. And no. the fact that Frank Wright came out and, and said about the weather report, he doesn't know his ass from his elbow. So basically, I'm going over. Wait a second. What? Me... what he is doesn't. He, he's not knowing anything to do with the weather. He knows I left what? and I saw right. That's all that's on the play sheet. Outside of taking the Colts to the wild card game against your Buffalo Bills with Phil Rivers at the helm, he drove that franchise down into the ground. He's ruining Bryce Young's career early on. Can't coach up a quarterback. I mean, in terms of an offensive mind, he's completely one-dimensional. You think Frank Reich is a good coach? He shouldn't even I mean, have gotten the job in Carolina. I don't think that he's a great head coach by any means, but I don't think he should be dragged um, you know, like he's Richie Kotite uh, around here. Like, let, like, let's just like, uh, what did you he know, do? Well, Carson. Carson. How about that? He, he was had, two, and, he, two and fourteen he, when he when he, he had zero quarterback consistency in Indianapolis, nah. and he had Carver. a crazy owner. Carver. He had there's a lot of things that he would dealt with there. Let's see what Carver. happens. He's only seven or eight. Was he eight games in here with his rookie quarterback? Let, let's Carver. see how things evolve. You're so Carver. quick to chop everybody. You just want to chop them. Chop, chop, chop. You know, no, it's, 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 it's not that. Let's can we stick to the facts. Okay, you said that the quarterback play in Indianapolis. Frank Wright drafted two of those quarterbacks, Sam Ellinger and Jake Easton. Uh, I know these guys said late not? round picks. Late round members. picks are not so, what we're talking about here. Okay, so what, let me get this pick. straight. Frank Reich wasn't responsible for the quarterbacks on his roster. Didn't he lobby for Carson Wentz? How good? How did that go a few years ago? Wentz, he, Wentz he did, but oh, okay. I mean other. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, you know other guys. Uh, Matt Ryan. I mean uh, that wasn't his doing. Matt Ryan wasn't his you doing. You don't want to this guy. I know why. That was He's a former Bill. He's got one of the biggest uh, comeback wins in Buffalo Bills history. Not one. We got to put him up not on one a of. The biggest. The biggest. Now, I got yes. That was more on Warren Moon and Low White in terms of that offense, what they didn't do than what your Buffalo Bills now you want to bash. Now you want to bash the great comeback in 93? You want to bash the 93 comeback? Yeah, I do. I want to bash because they, I it's just put two for. and two together. You don't want to bash Frank Wright for, for being an absolute horrible head coach. Don't bash him? Can we can we let him coach more than seven or eight games with, with Young? Can we get a little bit he deeper into it? He already gave the play calling duties. He already gave yeah. them up because he sucks. Let's see it happen. Let's let's move on a little bit here. I mean, let's get a little deeper into this. Now, middle of next year, they're one and seven again. All right, chop him. All right, you got to show a little bit of improvement. You got to get steadily this up, better. Herb, you're stirring me up today. I know. I'm not stirring you up. I like the Panthers tomorrow, Joe. I'm on the Panthers against Badgen, uh on the road. I'm, I'm going to back Frank Reich. How about that? Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe in for Scotty. We will come back. Rocking with you on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio right after SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great 
to have you with us here today. All right, Joe, we'll move on to some other games here for this week. Uh, why don't we go to Pittsburgh, where the Packers and the Steelers will get together this week. Uh, of course, a lot mm. has been made about the Steeler offense. Really does not do anything until the fourth quarter comes around. Mike Tomlin was very quick uh, to let the media know that yesterday. Here's Mike. I think Pickett's quarterback rating 75 in the first three quarters. Is there something that's particularly not happening for him? What, what is his rating in the fourth quarter? Like 108. Well, just ask it from that perspective. He's awesome in the fourth quarter, man. He rises up in those moments. Um, he wants to be the reason why we're successful. He prepares his tail off. Um, in some instances where people run from challenges, he runs two challenges. And so that's why his performance is so good in the fourth. Those other quarters we'll work on. He's not wrong, Joe. Uh, I mean, I, I look, he's right. What he said there at the end is really what he should have started with. We do have to work on those other quarters. He is excellent in the fourth, but first through third, you know, those parts of the game, they do count too, right, Joe? Yeah, I think it's – but that's more on Matt Canada, isn't it, Carver? I mean, the play calling sometimes is scripted. Canada is absolutely horrible. He doesn't take any shots deep down the field unless he has to. So, uh, I mean, that's a majority of that, I believe, on Matt Canada. I mean, Kenny Pickett has stepped up. They've won critical matchups and ball games. They're above 500, fighting for a division title. And right now are a wild card team. So what more can you ask for? And he's really not turning the football over. So from the quarterback perspective, he's playing within the system, and that's all you can ask for. It really is amazing, though, Joe, isn't it, that they could be so different in the fourth as opposed to the rest of the game? Like, you got all these great minds. Uh, sitting in that coaching room, and none of them could figure out. All right, why don't we do more of this at the beginning of the game? Is the guy is the guy just that bad as an OC that they can't like put the pieces together? Like, why why can't they figure no. this stuff out, Joe? It doesn't make it sense. Co to me. It comes down to mentality and philosophy, and we heard it when we discussed Sean McDermott yesterday in terms of what they want from an offensive perspective. Some coaches really want to play or offensive coordinators want to play games where they're in complete control. They're not giving the ball game away in terms of turnovers. They don't want to go like you're saying fast and loose because then all of a sudden they don't know how to coach that type of ball game. They like more methodical ball control drives where, hey, you know, we're going to play this ball game 21-13, 21-17. And if it's close in the fourth quarter, then we'll take our shots. And that, to me, just leads to losses. It really does in the long run in terms of playoff teams and playoff caliber types of teams. Those teams never go very far unless you have an elite top 10 or top 5 defense. Steelers have a good defense, but statistically, from a secondary perspective, not very good, and teams have challenged them over the top. So I don't think they'll go very far playing that way. They need to open it up. They might get to the playoffs, but they'd be a one-and-done, in my opinion, in terms of that type of situation. Yeah, I think you said it right. Their defense isn't great yardage-wise. Their defense is good at making huge, impactful plays. Their defense is good at getting turnovers. Their defense is good at, make, at making huge stops for loss. They're, they're good at that stuff, but you can move the football on them. Packers and the Steelers have both been offensively challenged, Joe, I guess is the way that we can say it so far this year packers were able to get a 20 spot out against the rams last week at home they are catching three 
at the place the Steelers play. The total's 39, Joe. I, I actually thought with all the 36 and 37s we've seen this year, I, I kind of thought that that's where this game would fall as well. But 39 is where they have the total. I like the over, and this could be on my card for pro football today earlier in the week. I, I, you're going to have to wait and see. I've been on a three-game heater in terms of totals. But it is intriguing because Green Bay has played a bunch of unders, right? They're another team. They don't want to put it into Jordan Love's hands, and yet the, the rushing attack with Jones and Dillon has been very inconsistent. And you have a 38-and-a-half, 39 number in terms of this ball game much like what we saw in terms of Monday night's game against Tennessee. So, for me, I would take the points with Green Bay here. Again, I, I like Pittsburgh better as a dog than I do as a favorite, even though they covered against Tennessee with a rookie quarterback. This is different. I'm going to take the points with Green Bay, but my best bet is the over in this ball game. Likes the over. Go for the I two, do. man. Never saw a number he didn't like. No, oh, no, 39 this, total is, this total is nice, Carver. This is a nice total. Okay. Because all right. Because I think you're going to have, honestly, I think you're going to have a lot of people play the under because it is Pittsburgh, it is Green Bay, and the offensive ineptitude for both teams in terms of that. I like to go contrarian. This is a game where maybe Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett do eat against suspect secondaries. Let's go to New York next, Joe. Uh, Florham Park, New Jersey, specifically for Robert Sala and the Jets. You would think after a performance like Zach Wilson had on Monday night, of course, the question has to be asked. Coach, we looking to maybe change the quarterback up a little bit here? Here's Sala. Did you great. consider, are you considering that at all, or is, is Zach your guy? No, because it, it'd be one thing if it was just him. Right. I, it, it is the easy thing to do. He's the most uh, him and the play caller are the two most visible things. So when things aren't good, it's easy to blame them. Right. Um, it's uh, it's easy to blame the people who are most visible to the camera, uh, but it's important to keep the main thing. The main thing, watch the tape, uh, look at the watch breakdowns, the whether it was on the offensive yeah, line the and execution standpoint, wrong? play call standpoint. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of different reasons. And obviously, they also get paid, so uh, they did a lot of really good things too. But um, uh, if it was just him, it would be something to be that that would be worth discussing. But this is a collective issue uh, that we all need to get on uh, get on the same page with. Now, His personalities. Uh, so I, I always love God. you know I always love Joe when they say you know they get paid too. No kidding. Uh, you know we get it. They get paid too. Now that was his press conference. He actually Joe also did his weekly local spot uh, with Michael K on ESPN radio local in New York. And K kind of pushed him a little bit. Like, why not like puts Trevor Simeon out there for a week? Why, why can't you just try something else with how bad Wilson's been? And I think for the first time, Salah kind of got caught cracking a little bit, almost to the point where it sounded like it wasn't his decision. Uh, and that there was maybe somebody above him that has been telling him you have to play Zach Wilson uh, during this whole entire stretch. Tough situation, Joe. They're you know they're a five hundred four and four football team right now. They're going to Vegas on Sunday night. They're actually one point favorites uh, in Vegas for Sunday night football. That total is a flat thirty six. I don't know, Joe. I don't know how many more weeks you can go if he plays like he did on Monday night. Terrible. And again, if it is Woody Johnson making that decision, I mean, come on, Woody Johnson it could be Joe football? Douglas. Could you be think Joe, it's Douglas, Joe Douglas. Too. Why Joe Douglas Maybe. saying that he's got to play? Why would Joe do that though? Like I don't understand because he Joe's drafted guy. him. 
Yeah, Joe's Joe's guy. Guy. You know what Joe's guy, you know what the problem with Douglas is? You know why he fell in love with Zach Wilson? Because he popped in a game on a Thursday night playing Hogerson in Houston, and he fell in love with them. The only problem was Houston's defense in the COVID year sucked, and that's why. So you see, again, another guy that doesn't watch college football, and he fell in love with Zach Wilson. Stop now. I mean, at the end of the day, you're trying to win football games. You're trying to get to a wild card. You can put in the quarterback that gives you the best shot. I'm taking Las Vegas. I like Pierce. Give me those guys. That Josh Jacobs, 100-plus. That's it. The I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Joe. I don't know if the Antonio Pierce rah-rah stuff will last all year. I, I don't know if they can you know, thrive off of that for very long. But I think they can get another week out of it, uh, especially against a team that's going to have trouble moving the football. Uh, so I do think that they can get one more week of uh, coach firing them up. Hey, guys, I, I bought three boxes of cigars uh, for after the game. I mean, let's go. Let's party again here with a win. So uh, I'm with you, Joe. I'm going Raiders here on Sunday night against Gang Green. In Tennessee, we now know there's a change for good at the quarterback position. It will be Will Levis. Mayonnaise boy for Joe. Uh, Mike Vrabel says, this is our guy going forward. Tannehill chopped. So let me just kind of clear up some things here going forward. Um, clear you know, Will's going to be our quarterback. You know, we're going we're gonna to go with Will. We think that's the best opportunity for our football team right now. And, um, you know, see where he's at. I think Ryan um, will progress through here this week. I, I think... And, and hopeful, uh, you know, to be a backup for us and prepare as a starter. But that's where we're at right now. And I shared that with the team and, you know, had a conversation with everybody involved. So um, that's what that'll look like. There'll be some moving parts along the offensive line, you know, as we work our way through the week just with health. So won't be able to give you much insight there um, moving forward. And uh, Tannehill today, like the pro that he is, uh, Joe, said he's going to do whatever he can to help Levis uh, prepare him, get him ready to go. So it's nice. You never know with the veteran guys. It's kind of 50-50. Some are willing to help. Some uh, will just turn their back and walk away. Uh, Tannehill willing to help Levis out. They are in Tampa this week against the Bucs. Pair of three and five football teams. Minus one for Tampa here, Joe, at home. 38 and a half is the total. Man, it'd be nice if we had some totals over 40, Joe. It'd be nice if we had a few over 40. I'm taking Tampa. I think the defense will force some turnovers. I like Baker over Will Levis. And Todd Bowles should find enough defensive game plan and, you know, schemes to confuse him. So give me Tampa laying the short number. I hope so, too, because I need a little help to get that Tampa over six and a half after the last few weeks. I could use a win. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver, I and Joe for Scotty. We're back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um. And we are back. Pharrell, coast to coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty 
on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us here. And all of you should go out and get the new Sports Grid app. Why? Because it's absolutely outstanding. You can watch Sports Grid wherever you are. You can listen to Sports Grid Radio wherever you are. You, of course, can also track scores and live odds. You can stay up to speed on all the latest content from your favorite host. You can watch or listen, as we say. You can follow Joe Lisi on the Sports Grid app. And you can see all the great clips of Joe all week long talking college football. It's outstanding. It's available now uh, at the IO store, of course, at the Google Play store. Um, it is smarter to be on SportsGrid. Please go to sportsgrid.com backslash watch to check out all the other places where you can find us. Okay, Joe, we keep rolling through the NFL here. Uh, I saw Arthur Smith right before we came on the air doing his weekly press conference. Uh, and I like the line he was, I'll probably have it tomorrow uh, when Scott's back. Uh, I'm not going to play musical chairs with my quarterback. Uh, of course, he had Des Ritter in there for a while. Get Heineke in. Heineke played last week. He's going to stick with Heineke this week. Doesn't want to play musical chairs, Joe, because he's done such a great job playing musical chairs with his uh, skill position players. Why not? Uh, he can't play skill uh, musical chairs with his quarterback as well, Joe. I'm so sick and tired of this guy. I really am with all the tickets that I have on the Falcons. I can't take it, Joe. Well, there, there's no offensive philosophy. It's built and predicated on the run, yet he doesn't want to feed his best player in terms of the rushing attack in terms of B. John Robinson. He made the proper decision with the quarterback in terms of Taylor Heineke, but then you have to follow suit with the play calling. Play calling is, is very vanilla, Carver, not taking shots down the field, short to intermediate throws, and then when they get inside the red zone, they want to feed Tyler Algier as opposed to B. John Robinson. You explain it to me because I don't have an answer for it. And again, I don't think he's that great of a head coach. I know we got this team you know, to basically eight wins last year. I understand that. A lot of optimism. But let's call it what it is right now. The Atlanta Falcons are a one-trick pony, and it starts at the top in terms of Arthur Smith. No identity offensively or defensively and sold. I think he's, he's getting way too much credit in terms of his coaching acumen. Sold, Carver. I'm selling. Yeah, I, I'm starting to sell as well, Joe. Uh, the way that he's used Robinson this year is just so – puzzling to me i mean i heard him say the other day after that game that they lost well you know tyler algier you know he's one of the best short yardage backs in the nfl that's what he said like word for it, he's one of the best short yardage backs in the nfl tyler algier joe one of the best short yardage backs it's just too much for me but saying all that they're one and a half point favorites in arizona this week and i think yesterday me and you both said we're gonna back them uh on the right. road here in arizona what? so we bounced the guy we're dragging him all over the place and then we're gonna go right back to the well and back the guy out in the desert real we're real, well, put smart. It, real smart put it put it this way if they can't beat kyler murray potentially coming back from a year hiatus okay where he's gonna be rusty and he's not gonna have the timing down of the quarterback to wide receiver relationship and you lose to a first year head coach that has absolutely no weapons then you know what i would chop him on the spot because this is a game that they should dominate i don't care if they're on the road win the ball game i mean come on now you'd like to think uh that they could do that but kyler murray you never know joe uh good as a dunderdog in his career only one and a half I, but still very good I, as an underdog. i need atlanta to step up here i really need <laughs> atlanta to step up uh the new york giants made it official today it will be tommy devito <laughs> being the starting quarterback on sunday in dallas at jerry's world 
against the Cowboys. Uh, this spread right now, Joe, 16 and a half, and it would be the largest spread in the NFL this season. 80 plus percent of the bets are on the Cowboys, Joe. I know you always love seeing that. Now, I'm not touching that game. 16 and a half. You gotta, you really need your head examined if you're taking a particular side. Ramsey's own Tommy DeVito played uh, high school ball at Don Bosco Prep, my old alma mater, and then went to Ben's old college in terms of Syracuse. Lost a job to Schrader after backing up Tony uh, Eric Dungy. So, I mean, come on. When you throw for negative nine yards in an NFL game, you want to back that type of quarterback in terms of a setting on the road? against a very good, prolific offense in the Dallas Cowboys? Come on. I know it's a divisional game, but the only way they have is to win the turnover battle, which the defense hasn't done now in a couple of weeks. And at the end of the day, run it 50 times with Saquon Barkley and those running backs. That's the only way they could potentially be in this number. Play it like Army, and I hope you're standing in the fourth quarter. You know, it's it's a strange game in this aspect also, Joe. You have this monster spread of 16 and a half, yet the total is only 38 and a half. That's like, because you don't see Dallas that right. killed them. Dallas right, like obviously Dallas, Dallas destroyed them opening night uh, in New York at the Meadowlands. Uh, that, but that would have been way over this total, Joe. I get it, the giant defense better today than they were in week number one. I don't know, Joe. Like, how do you how do you play that with a big spread like that and such a low total together? I mean, you would think Dallas hovers. You're just saying the Giants aren't going to score any points at all. It's a donut well, for them, a play, bagel for Devito. Well, That's look, it. If it was if it was Alabama playing uh, Citadel, and then it was the same thing. Yeah, this is this is the no, NFL. Oh no, no! Oh, this is the NFL. This uh, yeah. Buffalo laid 15 and a half. You really think in your mind? that the Giants are going to cover 16 and a half with Tommy DeVito. Uh, are you kidding me? Come on. I've I've seen stranger things in the NFL. Did, wait a second. This is not Tyrod Taylor coming back home to Buffalo and getting his first start at quarterback. This is Tommy DeVito with a team that has beaten down, has basically thrown in the towel okay. all the season. Okay. And Brian Dable hasn't done anything in terms of an offensive perspective to coach this team up. Where are all the supposed weapons that him and Joe Shine signed? Wondell Robinson, Darren Waller, your boy Isaiah Hodgins. Where are all these guys? Does he dial up a game plan to create one-on-one opportunities for these guys? I told you, the only way you win this game is if Brian Dable has any stones and up plays up-tempo the whole game. Go two-minute drill. If you lose 50-3, to three, so be it. At least have fun doing it. I don't understand. You have nothing to play for. He's going to run it 80 times in this game? Give me a break. Open up the offense. Allow DeVito to chuck it 65 times. Up-tempo, up-tempo. At least we know the over would come in. I guess it's all too easy then. Uh, just go get your Cowboy tickets. It's a done deal. It's in the bag. Finished. I mean, no, uh, uh, you're oh, saying there's no chance that the Giants are covering 16 and a half this week. You're saying no chance it's happening. We live in the tri-state area. I'll go a step further. The Giants are gutless, okay? Gutless. I hope they make every media circulate circulation around. The Giants are gutless, okay? And Brian Dable can't coach his way out of a paper bag. 
He should go back to Tuscaloosa the way he's coaching this team. And he looks so dumbfounded, too. I, I mean, come on. And I said it, yeah. Let's give it, let's give, call it what it is. He is a coach that has coached his team down. Granted, there's injuries, but at the end of the day, they're two and seven. They're going nowhere. And from an offensive perspective, they have absolutely regressed from last year. Go to the window. Done deal. Uh, I guess I, I'll have to go do it too. I mean, might, might as well. Joe going with the public, which is very, uh, I don't see that very often, that's for sure. Uh, we're in Germany again this Sunday, early morning, 9.30 a.m. East kick for the Patriots and the Colts, Joe. Uh, the Patriots won't have J.C. Jackson with him. Um, he's staying home for what I uh, saw Mike Garofolo tweet out, a mental reset for J.C. Jackson. Of course, he was traded back there a couple weeks ago from the Chargers. Uh, hasn't worked out, I guess, all like they hoped, Joe, at this point. He's not going to be there. Mac right. Jones is going to be there. And Mac Jones, as an underdog, Joe, is 4-15 and 15 against the number. That is 21%. Right now, uh, the Colts, one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Patriots. That total, 43-and-a-half. Uh, there's, there's part of me that wants to take the Patriots, but I, the other part says, let's take, let's take the Colts and let's see if Bill Belichick gets canned by Kraft. That's what I, I mean. I probably won't bet this game, take it from the prop perspective, but I mean, it's, it looks, it looks like the Colts to me. I mean, the Colts are playing a, li a little more consistent. Bill Belichick doesn't know what he's doing right now. He looks confused. He was asked about his coaching future. I had no idea what he was saying. And, and let's be honest. I mean, he is old. I mean, you know, this isn't 1998, 1999, or even 2010. We're talking to 2023, under 500. And this was one of the best teams in terms of bet on this year to win over their seven and a half and make the playoffs. How's that ticket looking now? No mercy from Joe, man. He wants to sweep the leg midseason. Uh, I mean, he wants Kraft to basically send him back and chop him on the plane back from Germany uh, when they lose this week. Joe's ready to chop, Why? chop him. Why you Get think him he's out. done a good job? He, he, he didn't he didn't he draft a punter? I think it, I'm not saying he's snapper. done a good job this year. He hasn't done a good job the last two years. But it's a delicate situation. It is. Why? When you've Why? because chop when him. you've won that much, Joe. When you've won that much, I think there is a certain level of respect that you are owed when you've given that much to an organization and to a franchise. I don't think there is any way possible he would get chopped in the middle of a season. Zero. I, I, can't, I think it's the, the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. I don't think there's any way that Kraft would ever there's do that to him. There's reports out from – there are reports out there. I know there All is. Right. I know there is. Okay. And, I, and I think it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, this isn't a guy, a fourth year on a job. They've never made the playoffs once, not done anything. This guy has won, what is it, Joe? Six or six, seven world championships? How many? I can't even count anymore seven. how many times he's won. Uh, exactly. And so you're going to chop him in the middle of a bad year? And I get it. It's two bad years in a row. Uh, it will be at the end of the year if it happens, Joe. It will not be whatsoever on the plane ride back from Frankfurt. Uh, when they, they lose again to the Colts. Give him a motorcycle like Bo Jackson in terms of, remember when Bo was making the rounds and back in Chicago, they gave him the motor. You think they'll give uh, Bill Belichick 
the, the I don't think there's going to be any Turtle. any any uh, you know nice uh, going away presents or retirement no. tours uh, for him. No, I, I don't. Seven so you want to so you want to chop him and then give him a bike on the way out the door? That's what you want to do. Yeah. You want to chop as him and say pick up the Harley. motorcycle and the quad outside. That's well, what you're why not? Give, to do with Bill? give him a speedboat. Maybe he can go with, with you know hang out with his new girlfriend. Listen, this guy has driven me nuts for 23 years as the coach of that football team. And I still would not want to. That's, that's not the way it's going to end for him. It just isn't going to end that the ring with Bill Belichick. I'm not He's kissing the you. ring. You got to respect, you respect somebody who's won as much as he has. You just do. Huh? You, you Supposedly have to. there's a rift. Supposedly him and Kraft are bucking elbows. What do you want me to say? Well, and maybe he could he. I'm not saying I do think he could be somewhere else to finish off though, because he's sticking around for those most wins. I don't believe he's going to go quit and not get the last 24, whatever it is, wins he needs to have the most all time. He will get that, Joe. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe in for Scotty. We're back on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're back. Pharrell, coast to coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio. I wanted to give you today, Joe, the odds right now, nine weeks in, for the defensive player uh, of the year. And I kind of brought these up with you quickly on the radio last night because it just boggles my mind that Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons uh, are neck and neck, and then T.J. Watt's right there with them, and obviously there's a huge gap. It's it's a three-man race, Joe, uh, here with half the season to go. I mean, Hutchinson, Bosa, they're pretty far out. But you know what grinds my gears is it, I feel it should be Garrett and Watt um, even at the top, and Parsons uh, should be the third party uh, trailing uh, behind those two. But as always, Joe, uh, there's a cowboy tax on everything, and Micah Parsons still uh, tied for the top of the Defensive Player of the Year board. Carver, they anointed Micah Parsons preseason just uh, the way they uh, did Kyle Shanahan pre-season. and Derwin James and who else? Oh, yeah, Brandon Staley a couple of years ago, always at the top. Khalil Mack was another one when he first moved on in terms of, you know, the Chargers. Everybody has their preconceived notions about who should be there in the end and then they keep these guys there from the start of the year to the end without even producing it's absolutely ridiculous it really does uh and i just don't see as many impactful plays from him as the other two guys i I just don't see it game changing in games that matters right I, i just feel garrett and watt I mean, I could think of three from each off the top of my head this year that won Cleveland and Pittsburgh football games. I don't have that with with Micah Parsons. I, I, all right, fine. He tore up uh, Zach Wilson in the fourth quarter of the Jet game. Where was he Sunday against the Eagles? Where was he, Joe? I, I, was he out there? 
Uh, it's just tough sometimes with him. It really is. Terrible. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. We have two more hours to go. We'll come back, finish off the NFL Coast to Coast on the grid after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 